Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rap Party, where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here this week with Pastor Brian. Hey everybody. He just finished his message today where he's finishing out chapter 4 of Ephesians. We're in this study of Ephesians and we're looking at the riches we have in Christ and our responsibility, um, really as what Pastor Brian touched on today, our responsibility as new humanity. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Brian, why don't you remind us what you talked about today and then we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah, Pastor Ray, did you hear? There's a new way to be human. Really? <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's that's definitely something that um is very preponderant in in this letter. Um, really, if you look at Ephesians four uh, seventeen to thirty two, and then and then you move on to Ephesians five, um, you actually realize that there's a, a play that Paul does with with like the the negative and the positive. Mm. So. Today was more about the old versus the new. Um, in chapters five, you're going to see the light versus the darkness. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one is, but but it's it's another like kind of contrast. Right. And so Paul really uh, tackles this issue of the old versus the new. Um, and as we've been seeing, he's been declaring that that there's a new humanity. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, it's not eth- ethnical or anything like that. It's it's the is the body of Christ, Christ being the head and, and we being a part of, of that body. There's a new humanity. And so, you know, even as we saw last week in Ephesians 4, there's 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 the necessity for unity. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a part to play, et cetera. So it's interesting that Paul then goes into this idea of really he attacks unholiness um, yeah. and, uh, and as it being a way that we should no longer walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a, there's a, we need to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. And so that, that manner of walking worthy of the calling is walking in this newness of life in this new humanity. That's kind yeah. of the, the, the beginning of the message a little bit. Yeah, that's really good. I, I like the big idea of your message um, where you talked about how in order to walk worthy of our calling, it's not about something that we do, but it's who we are. It's who we are identity. Can, can, can you touch on that a little bit more? Yeah. So um, it, it's religion is always doing. It's, it's always what can I do to, to be better? You know, what must I do? Um, yeah. You know, I was even talking with someone that was, you know, I addressed this issue of anger mm-hmm. and someone was saying, you know, how do I get rid of, of this anger? And, and it's always that thought. How do I do this? What right. can I do? Mm-hmm. And, and you have to flip it. It's, it's understanding our identity of who we are in Christ and understanding it's nothing that we can do. Mm-hmm. It's relying on him. And, and then as we rely on him and as we look to him, there there is a freedom that comes. And it it, it really is, in a sense, effortless if, if we go about that way. Right. Um, but it's, it's nothing that we can do. It's what Christ has already done mm-hmm. for us and to live in that reality. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. It's, it's, uh, an acknowledgement of truth and reality. Yeah. And I think you touch on that a lot in your message too. You know, we, we look to truth mm-hmm. who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's this, uh, clothing imagery that mm-hmm. Paul uses and it's nice that you pointed out the Greek, the word there is anthropos. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's literally like put off the old humanity, yeah. put on the new humanity. And what really stood out to me is how you talked about how 
um, our old self that we put off, that isn't us. That's not who we are. But the new humanity that we put on, that's not us either. <laughs> Surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Paul explains it great. I think it's Romans, was, was it 13? I think chapter 13, verse 14, something like that. Yeah. He, literally, he literally says that, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And so I love that because... Um, I know that I, I've already, I've always understood that in my walk with Christ, uh, that is Christ in me, mm-hmm. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's, it's no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. I'm essentially a dead man walking. Why? Cause I'm right. dead yeah. to my sins, but alive in Christ. Um, yes, I'm alive again, but only in Christ only right. through him. And so, yeah, that, that was really something that kind of drew my attention actually this week as I was mm-hmm. reading through it, it, it kind of jumped at me. And so I added this for this morning, this idea of, wow, when you put off, why is he using clothing imagery? Because it's not something that's you. Right. Uh, and yeah. so that's the sinful life. And so I, I even pleaded with everybody, this is not who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's so freeing when you can tell someone whatever lifestyle they're living or whatever sin habit they have, you know, just even you say it to yourself, remind yourself before the Lord as the witness, this is not who I am. Yeah. And that's so freeing. And then, but, you know, interestingly enough, uh, that what you put on also clothing imagery is not mm-hmm. you either. And it's a reminder that it's only by grace through faith. It's nothing that we did. Yeah. I just, I love that idea of, you know, why perhaps Paul used that clothing imagery mm-hmm. that, that would, that makes a lot of sense to me when I think of it yeah. that way. Yeah. I just had this, this thought in my head um, of like, I, I was, I was going to say sword, but I want to say scalpel. Like, you know, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than the mm-hmm. two edged sword and it, and it divides between bone and marrow. Mm-hmm. But this thought when you say to someone or you say to yourself, like, this is not who I am. Like, it's like you're cutting that away. Um, and then you're cauterizing it as well, you know? Mm. And and so, so you cut it away. Um, but then there's that healing aspect where you're speaking life, like that's not who I am. Uh, Jesus says, this is who I am, you know? So that's really beautiful. Um, this idea of the old and new, again, I think you had mentioned too, like the old is rooted in lies and in deceitfulness. And then the truth then is rooted, or sorry, the new is rooted in the truth. The truth, is yeah. Jesus the truth of who Jesus is, yeah. the truth of what he's done, and the truth of uh, what he says we are. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so a lot of times we have these struggles, even though we've put on the new self and, and we understand that, the old way is not who we are, but we're, we're trying to walk in in holiness and we're trying to walk in obedience to God's word. Um, but we still struggle with certain things. And one of those is anger. And you use that um, that portion of our scripture today um, as a case study. Yeah. Can you maybe reiterate uh, the problem anger is for us, maybe the danger, um, and then how do we com- combat it? Yeah, well, I very briefly, I started to say that um, it's interesting that he says, be angry mm-hmm. yeah, and do not sin. So there's an aspect of, of anger that is maybe permissible, even though it's mm-hmm. a very dangerous emotion. Uh, if it is righteous anger, and Jesus showed that, um, we see that it's always followed by grief. It's interesting to see that. Um, but but um, whether or not it's righteous or selfish, you can also sin if you hold on to that anger. Yeah. So really... The lesson behind what Paul is saying here, because he said, do not let the sun go down on your anger, is like, if you get angry, 
Here's the big lesson. Let it be brief. And isn't it true when we hold on to anger? And, and you know, as I was speaking, I could even feel in my spirit like there's some that are hold, have been holding on to anger for years, maybe even yeah. decades, <laughs> things that were done, things, whatever. And, and they don't always think it every day. But then once they get into that funk, it like that's all they think about. Mm-hmm. And they they paint the story in their in their minds and they repaint it. And over the years, it's probably gotten worse. It's been exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And that's all the enemy's ploy. Uh, with those deceitful lies to try to keep you down, you're you're imprisoning yourself. And you know we, we've heard this before, but basically, when you stay angry and you don't forgive, you're building your own prison. Yeah. And you think that you may be hurting the other person. They could care less. They have no idea. Right. You're the one yeah. suffering. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it's it's a call to freedom when 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 Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says that. Like, let it be brief. See what happens when you just. Give it to God. And then he, uh, Peter even uh, gives that great verse in Second Peter 2, 22, I think. Like um, Jesus himself could have been angry when being accused and yeah. being you know, reviled and all that. No, he, he gave himself in, into God. He entrusted himself uh, in, in God to the one who judges rightly. You know, another verse says, you know, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And so I, I, think, I think it's so freeing. Whatever, whoever's listening to this right now, you know, if there's any anger you're holding on to, you know, one thing I did notice too in that passage is it talks about the, the not leaving an opportunity for the devil. Right. Yeah. And so opportunity, that word is actually not leaving a place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be a military term to mean like uh, not leaving a foothold or a beach head. And that really spoke to me too, that when you hold on to anger and you may even justify in doing that, the problem is now you are weakened the devil has a foothold, and from that foothold, now he's going to attack other areas. So you're angry, and that is the root of it. Of it, but you're attack or trying to defend other positions in your life, trying to resist other temptations, and you're wondering why you're failing. Mm-hmm. Could it be because of the of this root of anger? And that really spoke to me, and, and I felt like many people may be actually dealing with that. Right. But once you are free from that anger and you give it to God, you entrust yourself to him, you rely on the Holy Spirit, you look to the truth, and Jesus says the example, there's just such a freedom to really just let it go. Forgive as Christ forgave you. And it's possible to forgive because just think about everything that Jesus has forgiven you. Mm -hmm. That can help you forgive others. And, you know, there may be some other steps to make, but just that initial one-on-one talk between you and God to just say, God, I really give that to you. I release yeah. that. You know, I actually thought of this this morning and I ended up not saying it. So I'm going to say here in the podcast, I really felt to give it just a practical application using that that scripture tonight. As far as this particular case study of anger, why don't you get in that habit every night before going to bed? Am I angry in any way? Mm-hmm. Am I angered by anyone right now? And if that pops into your mind, instead of lingering on it, that's where the trick right. could yeah, be. Yeah. Make sure you just... <laughs> right away give it give it to god so you can obey his word that says do not let the sun go down on your anger yeah yeah that's really good um and and i think too uh, something that's important is that even though even though we do um forgive someone and we let go of this anger um it doesn't necessarily make it right what no, what they did right um but we trust that god is a just god who will um take care of whatever that offense was um, but then also when Jesus returns, all things will be made right. Right. And so we, yeah. we have that faith 
But well. you can walk in that freedom today. Exactly. Exactly. And you will not walk in that freedom if you hold on to. Yeah, it's thing. it's about surrender. So much of yeah. Christian faith and this walking in a manner worthy of our calling, it's surrender. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that I've I've had to remind myself many, mm-hmm. many times too. It, it's <clears throat> it's a very subtle, subtle thing. You don't think of anger as a big deal, but it actually yeah. really is. No wonder Paul said, and don't give an opportunity to the devil mm-hmm. with, with your anger. Like, yeah. That speaks. And so many times um, anger is paired closely with pride, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times like um, maybe the offense really was small, but it affected us in a huge way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how dare that person or, or whatever, but maybe maybe it's pride attached to right. anger that, that's causing us to harden and, and stay stay tight-fisted around it and, um, and we are to put on christ and, yeah. and just to look at christ's example like w- whenever he got angry it was truly righteous anger mm-hmm. because it was really followed by grief at their hard hearts but anytime that he could have been angry as it, as if it was geared towards him he doesn't react isn't yeah. that interesting yeah. he doesn't react and so in that way he never sinned you know but we react we react yeah. like you said when, right. when our pride is affected we react or when someone that we love is hurt, we react. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, um, you know, like you said, there, there, there could be some valid reason, but, but by holding on, we're not helping anyone less, even less ourselves. Yeah. So we can trust God. Right. And he'll, he'll, he'll work things out. Yeah. And then beautifully, <clears throat> it's not ultimately us. That's really doing the work is the Holy spirit at work in us yeah. that, that gives us this power to surrender and forgive. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just this beautiful thing that Paul is unpacking for yeah. us just in this little two verse yeah. uh, case study on yeah. anger. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. awesome. Yeah. And then do not, yeah, do not grieve the Holy spirit. Um, I really felt in my heart to um, tackle that. Cause I know even growing up, you know, I often heard, Oh, if you grieve the Holy spirit, he, he might leave you. You're, you're not mm-hmm. going to have the anointing. And I think it's a, it's a lot it's a lot different than that. Yeah. No, if me as a dad, I'm not going to leave my children. I'm not going to leave my children if they grieve me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's deep, deeply ingrained in me for sure. Um, and I won't be happy. I'm gonna probably have to discipline them if they're at the age mm-hmm. to be disciplined. But I'm not going to leave them. So yeah. if we have the Holy Spirit, if we are born again, if we are part of the new creation. Like that's, that's a done deal. Um, and the proof will be that we reject the ungodly lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We reject the lifestyle that, that is divisive. If you really look at chapter four, the walking in a manner worthy of the calling is both unity and holiness. Yeah. It's both of those. Mm-hmm. And so we will reject any disunity and any unholiness. Yeah. Um, it might happen. We might be tempted by it for a while, but we're going to ultimately reject it because that is not who we are. Yeah. We are part of the new humanity. And so walking in that new humanity, um, yeah, we may grieve him, but he will not leave. And I think that was important maybe for some people to, to hear because at least they can determine then, well, I don't have the Holy Spirit in me at all. Well, maybe that's mm-hmm. because you're not you're not part of the new humanity. Right. Um, or just a reassurance, like take away the doubt, take away the lies. Like, mm-hmm. no, the Holy Spirit is with you. The, the, the Holy Spirit, um, uh, uh, you, you have all the Holy Spirit. But then on the reverse side now, have you been spending time with him? Does the Holy Spirit have all right. of you? Yeah. And like you said, part of that idea of surrender, mm-hmm. we need to surrender. So, yeah, it, it, you're right. It was very beautiful to see how Paul unpacks that, yeah. those 16 verses. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts before we close here? Um, 
no, I think we really okay. tackled everything. And I just encourage anybody who hasn't watched it yet, if you want to watch or listen to it, um, you know, there's just there's some messages, you know, hopefully all of them. But then right. there's some that just tug at your heart a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I prayed a lot this week that um, that those who needed to hear this message would would really um, hear it and uh, receive the freedom that I think is attached to it, to the principle. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks again, Pastor Brian, for your study and for bringing the word to us uh, today. Um, for you guys listening, we hope you have a blessed week. But for today, that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.